don't be afraid to iterate. We start where we are and we improve our audio quality as we go. We improve how we speak because you can't get better at something unless you practice it. Everybody. Welcome to the Christian Podcaster. My name is Chris Starin. It's a different voice than you usually hear, and you'll find out why in just a moment. I'm joined today by Meg Gleesner of the Letters from Home podcast. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about you, Meg? Hey, yeah, we're, we're here just podcasters together on the Christian Podcasters Association. Chris and I have been admins helping Eric out with his great vision and mission. That's right. And that's why we're here today. And this podcast is brought to you by the Christian Podcasters Association, the best place to be on the internet if you want to meet other Christian podcasters and learn about podcasting, how to up your game. Uh, you can find it on Facebook. And of course, it's got its own website. And uh, the gentleman who is behind the CPA is Mr. Eric Nevins, who is usually the host of this podcast. But today, He's the guest. How are you doing today, Eric? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? It's great to be All here. Right. It's like, yeah. I'm always here for these episodes, but it's fun to kind of have you guys take over. I love it. Right. I feel like we should just hijack each other's shows every now and then. That's a good idea. <laughs> Bring who a little variety. hijack truce? Yeah. Who wants to take over truce? Um, so yeah, it's good to have you. Uh, and uh, we're going to ask Eric some questions because... The audience has been wondering, like, okay, we, we get to meet all these different podcasters, but we never get to learn about Eric. Uh, so today, you get to do that. So Eric, can you tell us um, who you are and what is the name of your podcast? Yeah, well, so uh, my name is Eric Nevins. I live in Denver, Colorado with uh, my wife of 23 years. Um, we, if my, my four kids, my oldest just went to college, so she's in Nebraska right now. Um, I have three, so a girl and three boys. Uh, we have one in every single age group school-wise right now, elementary, middle, high school, and college. Nice. It's, uh, yeah, Meg can relate to that. She's got eight kids, so she, she understands. But it's uh, it feels a little weird to try to parent kids at all these different levels, you know, that you just have to switch different parts of your brain. Um, we have a little wonder dog named Nisa. He's a little black schnauzer that every once in a while makes an appearance in my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Um, and that's it. So we've been in Denver about 15 years, 16 years almost. Um, yeah, coming up because I came here to go to Denver Seminary. So I got a degree, a Master of Divinity with an emphasis in spiritual formation. And after graduating in the middle of the last economic downturn, um, I wanted to find a way to actually share uh, what I'd learned and share what I know about the spiritual journey. And so my podcast halfway there came out of that, and it was really uh, me trying to talk about the spiritual journey, all the stuff that happens that nobody ever talks about. Right. Yeah. And what kind of stuff do people not talk about? I mean, what, what are these questions you're asking for anybody who's interested? Yeah. So when I was growing up, I grew up in a very evangelical household, um, and so when I was growing up, the testimony of the when you told the story about what God had done in your life, it was always... It followed a basic format. My life was terrible. Then I met Jesus and now my life is great. Right. You guys probably have <laughs> yes, heard that. Yes. I know that formula. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, um, except for that's great. That's wonderful. Except for all the things that happen after that. Right. And it's actually a well-documented 
historical understanding of the spiritual journey that you'll have a desert experience or a dark night of the soul as John of the cross called it. And so that's what I went to school to kind of study was the rest of the spiritual journey. And then I created the podcast to kind of tell that story, but we don't do it. I quickly found out both in school and when I had a political blog, we don't have to talk about politics, but um, that I'm not very good at telling people what to think or do. I just don't, I'm very uncomfortable with it. And I don't think I'm very persuasive, but what I can do, I found out is I can ask questions and I can get people to tell me their story and I'll listen to it and draw some things out of it probably. And um, so then that actually then becomes its own way of influencing people. I mean, for thousands and thousands of years, uh, this is how people influenced their culture, right? They sat around the campfire and they told stories. Um, and so I think of my podcast very much in that same vein. Yeah. One thing I know about you, Eric, is that you are a curious person. You love going with curiosity. And where has your curiosity taken you in podcasting? And how do you want to see your podcast change the world? (laughs) That's such a great question. Um, Yes. So I started it with this idea that I wanted to change the, the testimony, change the way we talk about the spiritual journey. So I was really concerned that so many people... Um, talk about or, or encounter this this part in the spiritual journey, whether it's the dark night or the desert, or there's a great book called The Critical Journey that uses the metaphor of a wall, kind of hitting the wall spiritually. Um, that they a couple things can happen when you come to that stage, right? You can lose your faith entirely. That's the worst outcome, right? We don't we don't want that. Um, sometimes people will bounce against it or, or resist it. And so then they'll go back to what they know, which is, you know, I guess better than losing your faith, but not, you're still not growing to maturity in Christ, which is what, which is the goal. Right. Uh, and then others will kind of go through that, move through that season. And so I really wanted halfway there to be a resource for people to, to not do those other two things and, and move through that season. Um, but we have to be honest about it. And I think a lot of churches, when you start to get messy, (laughs) they don't necessarily, um, have space for you to ask those questions. Yeah. Wow. And, and has your faith grown or shifted or moved in doing this podcast? Oh man, has it (laughs) 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 so many ways, um, the, the big, I think the big one, there there may be two or three. One of the big ones is believing in the supernatural. So we share um, honest conversations with ordinary Christians about today's Christian experience. That's what I always say. Um, And so I've had people tell me stories about how God healed them or healed somebody they know or um, how he's answered prayers, how uh, he has, they've filled, how he's filled them with a, with a, like a warm, feeling, for instance, that let them know that his presence was there. Um, all kinds of different, different things. And so I didn't really believe in that. Like I didn't have a grid for that, you know, like so much so that one time my, this is a terrible story, but one time my wife, um, went to work and she was kind of discouraged and her office mate said to her, I feel like God wants me to tell you that he loves you and you're, you're, he's proud of you or something like that. And uh, she came home and told me and how she encouraged she was. And I was such a jerk about it. I was like, I don't believe in that, right? I was so, like, it was yeah. terrible. I was young, um, and, but didn't have a grid for that kind of thing. And now I do. Um, so that's one thing. I think another thing is 
I've defined um, the goal of the Christian life quite differently. So it used to be, um, I think a lot of us define it as, well, if we do all the right things, sort of unconsciously, if we do all the right things, then we'll probably be walking with God and it'll be okay. Read my Bible, praying, going to church, Mm -hmm. doing all the disciplines. And um, I would say now that for me, like I said a minute ago, uh, really maturity in Christ is the goal. And so those things serve that goal. So some, there are times I got, I recommended to a friend last week, Hey, if, if you're reading scripture and you're not hearing God or you're not like, you're, you're just getting mad at him for whatever reason, right? Don't read it. Like go look for him elsewhere and stop for a minute and go. Um, Cause this, the practice serves the goal of maturity in Christ. And so, um, shifting that from the goal of being, does that make sense? The goal of being like yeah. doing all the right things to the goal of maturity in Christ has changed for me a lot. Right. Oh, fantastic. Well, yeah. now, now that we know a little bit about how you have changed spiritually, how has your show changed since you started oh, doing it? Well, it's changed a lot. So audio quality obviously is way better <laughs> than it was at the beginning. <laughs> That's true for all of us. I, I think. know it is. Yeah. And, uh, so that was like, I, early on, I did some of my recordings with my little digital recorder in this, in very tiny rooms. And that was a bad idea. Um, so I learned that, um, I, def- I used to start out my show with a little introduction that would be two, three, five minutes long sometimes. Um, and I actually, when we did a home remodel, we did renovate our main floor, um, I didn't have time for that anymore. Like it was just cause it often I would, you know, it, to record, you guys know to record three good minutes probably takes half an hour, right? Like it takes right. a long time yep. to plan it, to say it, to say it again or again, um, to get it right and then edit that all out. So, or edit the way you want. And so I just was like, I can't do that. And so one thing I started doing is kind of what we did today, which is cause that's what, how I do it is I just do the whole thing beginning to end. And I do the introduction. I do any uh, shares or reads that I'm going to, that I'm going to do all right there with the guest. And then I welcome them into the show. So instead of a long introduction, I I stopped completely trying to build up my guest and I give them one or two sentences. And that way the guest um, really gets the chance to highlight themselves and to, to, we get to get into the meat right away. So on halfway there now, I think most times within a minute and a half, you are ready to go. You're, you've already heard the guest voice and you're already starting to hear about them. And so it's not very personal about me, but it's always trying to get it to the, to the guest as well. You've done such a great job with that, Eric. Your podcast is concise and it starts off it starts off really strong with great music. And it's hard for me to imagine, I'm sure other people, where you started out. So what is uh what's your biggest podcast fail? And what would you say <laughs> to the new podcaster? Oh good questions. My biggest podcast fail. Um you know, I've had a couple of times where uh, the batteries died on my on my uh, digital recorder. That was bad. Um, so I'm going to check them right now. Let's make sure they're <laughs> they're good. Um, I've ran out of space before on my disc uh, in the middle of interview. One time, one, very early on, I had to 
had to like do the whole interview over again um, because of that. That was pretty disappointing. Um, so that's probably probably it. I think those are those are the big ones. What I would tell a new podcaster, though, I always tell new podcasters, uh, don't be afraid to iterate. Right, start where you are. So. So one thing I love about like what you said earlier, Chris, all of our stories, we start where we are and we improve our audio quality as we go. We improve our editing. We improve how we speak because um, you can't get better at something unless you practice it. And early on, I waited for two years. It took me two years to try to start a podcast because I was so terrified that nobody was going to listen that it, if I didn't have it just right. And that turned out not to be true, um, but it was paralyzing for me for a while. And I think we've all been there as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I tell people like just iterate. So that was probably the biggest thing. My coach, his name is Tim Morris. I actually had to hire a coach. So I hired him. He helped me kind of work through how God's designed me. And then to, to just, just take step one, he calls it versioning. So like version do version one, and then you can do version two, and then you can do version three. And so as I, like, I always look at it as every little piece of the podcast, I try to take one piece up a notch here, here and there. So um, I wish I had a, a like system for that where like every quarter I would take one thing up a notch. I don't really, but there have been moments like uh, right about two years in, I interviewed this lady um, who fascinating story, uh, but she, I, she wanted to know if I had any specific questions for her. And I really didn't. I just kind of follow this outline that I have in my head and so I wrote my um, guest preparation guide and I sent it to her. And she says, yes, but do you have any questions for me? Because <laughs> this is kind of like, uh, you know, general questions, the, the things that I was going to go over. And she wanted to know exactly what I was going to ask her. And so that forced me, that whole conversation forced me to take my whole guest game up a level, um, which I think was good. I think I've benefited from that. Well, and I'm always curious, like podcasting is a relatively new medium. It's not like, you know, television or something that's got a storied history. Uh, when did you first get into listening to podcasts? Like when, when did you learn that this was a thing? Oh, yeah. Well, I remember as far back as 2010 listening to Pat Flynn's podcast. Uh, and I remember okay. hearing, hearing him. Um, but at the time I worked in a call center. And so when I was in the call center, I could not... It was it's just tough to listen to call to podcasts when you're when you're doing that because it's you know you're getting calls and you gotta stop it and it, it doesn't flow well. So I read a lot of blogs then, but um, I eventually had to uh, change jobs. I had it was just my birthday. It was on my birthday. I forget what year. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, on my birthday one year, my boss yelled at me for telling a, a rep to follow the procedures. Like she got after me and I was like, that's not cool. So I'm not going to work for you anymore. So I applied for this new job and I got to a new job where, um, instead of listening or waiting for phone calls, I was actually doing work all day. And so I had to, um, a switch from reading blogs to, uh, putting earbuds in and start listening to podcasts. And that's how I found, um, yeah, I was already a fan of Pat Flynn, I mentioned, but I found um, like John Lee Dumas and uh, Michael Hyatt and then all those roads, Dan Miller of 48 Days to the Work You Love and all those roads, they all mentioned one person, Cliff Ravenscraft. And so then I went and found Cliff Ravenscraft's show and started listening to him as well. 
And then eventually um, I was like, yeah, maybe I can do this. Yeah. Well, it interests me that all those shows that you named, uh, to my knowledge, they're very similar to yours in format. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you kind of pulled a lot from those guys? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, so the interesting thing now I do it a little differently with this show. So with the Christian podcaster, I have a list of questions that I'm going to ask you, but what we do is as we go through, we're going to, I'm going to allow curiosity to take the lead. Right. So if you say something, um, that like you and I, Chris, we talked about voice, right? So, yeah. so I wanted to dive into that because I know the podcasters struggle with that. So we, so we talked about that a lot and then we come back to something, something else. Um, one of my questions, John Lee Dumas's style used to be very much like that, right? He would always ask the same questions every single episode. You knew what he was going to ask, but then the guests would kind of bring something there with halfway there. I don't do that. I, um, I have a general sense of what I'm going to ask. I do sometimes ask it the same way in most many episodes, maybe. Um, but there are times, for instance, when I want to ask about the, the dark night of the soul and it just comes up right away, right? Or it comes up naturally. And so I don't even have to ask the question It's much more conversational. Um, it was actually, so I heard on, uh, entrepreneurs on fire, a guy named Michael O'Neill who has the solopreneur hour, um, which is a, it's a, it's a good show. I haven't listened to it for a while, but, um, Michael O'Neill had a very different style from John Lee Dumas, where he would ask all the questions, right? He would do more conversations where we're just sort of going on and on uh, or going back and forth and much more relational. And when I heard, started listening to his show, that's when I realized, oh, okay, I don't have to do it just like this. This is a style that I can probably do because I was already having those conversations, right? Maybe probably a lot of people have this thought, like I'm having great conversations at the coffee shop. Why don't I record them and share them with people, right? That was kind of what I was thinking. Have you ever had that go not so well where you had to really in the moment try and save, save something that was crashing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we've all had that <laughs> moment, right? At, at some point, I, I can think of a handful of interviews that um, were difficult. Uh, you know, it's the, the worst is when somebody doesn't want to answer your questions, right? Or they, or they just don't want to be personal, it's hard sometimes, or they just want to talk up here, right? They just want to like, like talk about, Oh, they want to talk about this problems that we have and not tell me a personal story. And what I'm after is tell me the story of you. And when you had this issue or like, if you learn something, if you say, you know, I, I really learned that I trust that I can trust God. Well, I'm not going to let that go. I want to know how you learned to trust God because you didn't just learn that abstractly you learn that because something happened in your life and I want to hear that story. That's what we're after. Um, so sometimes, uh, we'll get that. I won't mention any names. Um, there was one earlier this year that was just like pulling teeth. It was so hard to get them to say, tell me a story about who they are. And there was, there were some reasons for that, but, uh, some of the stories that they did share were really fascinating, but yeah, occasionally that happens and you just got to keep, keep asking. And I, I'll, I'm not afraid now. I used to be maybe, but I'm not afraid now to go back to the well. Like keep asking the same question three or four different ways until they finally give me an answer that I'm satisfied with. Interesting. Well, I know yeah. we, uh, we we have to ask you what you asked us. What is your favorite episode? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, there are definitely episodes that stand out uh, for me. So 
Um, there's a couple that I refer to most often about what halfway there is really about. Um, there, there's two, I guess two, I'll, I'll mention two and then maybe others will come to mind, but I really loved, I interviewed this guy named John Swinger who was the youngest bank robber ever caught. He robbed more banks than John Dillinger, right? Than Bonnie and Clyde. Like he, he really was when he was caught, uh, it was a big deal for the FBI. And I think it was like 19. Like he was not, he was not old. He did some prison time. He ended up um, finding Christ. I just love this story. This just tells me that God can do anything. He uh, had a, had a friend who was a seminary student nearby him or a Bible college student and invited him over and was talking about Jesus with him and handed him a Bible. And he said, John, what do you want to do? And John goes, I want to read the Bible and do my cocaine. And he was like, okay. And he goes, aren't you going to judge me? And the guy goes, no, I'm just up, just up to you and, and God, but here's, here's the Bible. So he takes the Bible home. He stays up all night, reads the entire new Testament and does an eight ball of cocaine, which I don't know. It sounds like a lot of cocaine to me. I don't really know how much that is, but like really? And so he goes by the, by the morning, he goes, yeah, I was, I was a Christian and his prayer, get this he was a bouncer at a strip club at a strip mall of strip clubs. Like it was, that's the kind of place this was. And he was a bouncer and he uh, had just moved in with a stripper and as his girlfriend, I guess. And he had prayed, he finishes up and he goes, he says, God, I don't think this relationship is probably one that I should stay in. How should I, you know, what should I do? Well, in the morning she comes out of the bedroom and says to him, John, I don't think this is going to work. And she takes all her stuff and leaves. Wow. Like right after that. And it was like wow. a, this immediate answer to his prayer. So I love stories like that that are dramatic. Um, what I So obviously, right? Everybody does. But um, I also love all the stories where so, somebody has grown up in the church, right? They've grown up as a Christian. And then they have to find their own way because I'm convinced that you can't have uh, you, you can have faith, you can inherit faith, I guess, but you also have to have your own personal experience, right? You have to, it has to become real to you. So sometimes the question I ask is, when did your faith become your own? Which might be a bit of a cliche, but it really is a moment or a series of moments maybe where even if you've always believed in, in the Lord, you had to experience him. And so that's what I'm looking for. Um, I don't know if there's any episodes like that that stand out. Uh, necessarily, but they, but they are, so that's one. I think the other one that I was going to mention is uh, for some reason also involves cocaine. I don't know what that says, but John Schlitt was the lead singer of Petra, uh, which yeah. was one of my favorite bands. I got to interview him a couple years ago. He did so much cocaine. He got thrown out of a secular, secular rock band. And then he had five years off and um, found the Lord in that time. How that happened was a really great story. And then he heard Petra was looking for a, for a singer and got the job. And he literally ministered all around the world. Um, you know, just bringing, sharing Christ with people, both through music and just sharing in the, you know, in their concerts. And that was really cool. So I love getting to meet some of my heroes. Like that's yeah. kind of cool coming up. Uh, I'll just, I can't believe this happened. So I got to interview Sky Jatani, who most people don't know, but is a huge 
he's a great thinker about kind of where we are in this cultural moment. He's on the Holy Post podcast with Phil Vischer. I interviews Oz Guinness for the second time, and that's going to come out right before the election. And then I also um, interviewed Jamie Rowe, another uh, former uh, Christian hairband uh, guy uh, of Guardian. And those are all going to come out within about six weeks of each other. Um, that's awesome. So I get to talk to people that I that I respect and have influenced me. I love that. That makes me so happy. Fantastic. Well, and then now, because you started a Christian Podcasters Association, you get to influence others, which is pretty cool. Um, can you tell us a little bit about why you started CPA and what, what that was like, even in the beginning? Yeah. Well, so this basically what happened um, when I started, I started halfway there in half in 2016. And uh, somewhere in 2017, uh, somebody posted in another podcaster podcast group they were looking for Christian podcasters. And I asked, Hey, is there a group for Christian podcasters like this one? Cause I would love to just have one. And some of the groups that I'd found, let's just say they discouraged interaction. I don't know. I don't get it, but that was what they did. I, I tried to start a conversation in there one time and, and somebody reached out to me and said, Hey, don't do that. I was like, okay. Um, so and somebody replied to my question and said, Hey, if you find it, I would love it. If there was one, let me know. And so I reached out to him on Messenger. We became friends. Turned out he um, lived in my my hometown where I grew up. And so it, that was kind of cool. And we ended up talking about it. And finally, I said to him, you know what? We're going to just start our own. And so we did. He kind of helped out early on, but really it was my it was, it was my group. He, he's not really around. I don't think he's even podcasting anymore. Um, I hear from him once in a while. But really the idea was to just bring Christian podcasters together, right. As in a place where we can help each other, where we can ask questions, um, you know, where, where we can just, you know, whether it's about technology or marketing or just podcasting. And then we do things like it was actually his idea, my friend's idea to do the prayer on Thursdays, right. To just have a day where we actually uh, pray for each other and remember that, Hey, we're not just podcasters. We're also brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. And Eric, what is so encouraging and remarkable as we're talking is just, you know, you went from a place of almost being paralyzed and to not move and here God is raised up in you to be such a visionary for focus. I know God has used CPA to encourage hundreds of Christians along their vision and journey. And I know it, including Chris and me, and we're so happy to be part of the leadership team there. And I know this has also led to many other opportunities for you, just as you've stepped out in faith and seen God work on your own heart and through so many others. But what other opportunities has it raised up for you? <laughs> oh, there's, there's so many. And I really do love that. Um, you know, one, one thing that stands out way back when I was working in my cubicle and listening to all these podcasts, I heard about this thing called the new media summit. Um, that was the the first one that was going on. In fact, Michael and Neil, the guy I talked about was an icon at the first summit. And, um, and I wanted to go so bad, but I couldn't, right. I couldn't, couldn't really afford it. Well, a couple years, two years later in 2018, um, I was just publishing my hundredth episode and Steve Olsher, the guy who started it 
reached out to me and said, um, or he, uh, he had put a post in a Facebook group. So I'm a huge fan of Facebook groups. Like so much has come as a result of that, but, uh, about looking for people who had a hundred episodes or more cause he needed more icons for his icons of influence at new media summit. And he invited me to come and he covered, you know, he had a whole financial thing. Didn't get paid necessarily. It's a long story, but, um, he, he brought me into that thing, this conference that I had wanted to go to as, as an icon. Now here's the thing that first one, I was terrified. I was so scared. Like I didn't think I had anything to say or anything to offer compared to some of the people that I was up there with. Um, they were amazing, amazing people still, still are. Um, and I respected them a lot and, and still do, but they, uh, but that experience opened so many doors. So I've been back to new media summit twice. Now I just did the online one. Steve is a smart internet businessman, right? And so he started something called podcast magazine. And so, and I actually asked Steve when he was writing it, where he was looking for people, like, how are you going to represent the Christian category? Cause I would love to do that. Right. And, um, he's, that's where he came up with the idea of having category directors, uh, for every, each category in iTunes was because I just asked him about that. And so I am the category director for religion and spirituality for podcast magazine, um, which is another door that I'd never thought I'd be able to, like, I never thought I'd see my words in print. Right. That, but yeah, every month I get to write an article about somebody. Um, and we cover, you know, in, I think it was July. We covered um, these two women, Zeba and Uzma, um, who have a show called Mommy While Muslim. And that was amazing. Like there's just, I got to make some great friends uh, because of podcast magazine. So lots of doors. Wow. That's fantastic. That's it. It's amazing that I, I've been in uh, the film world, the, the writing world, uh, the, the novel world, and now podcasting. I find podcasters are a lot friendlier than every other segment that I've been in, which is a huge encouragement. Um, I think it's partially because we we are competing, but we're or all of our materials for free. So, yeah, you know, people can listen to more than one podcast. Whereas, like a movie, you know, you're going to go see one movie a night, and you're going to spend a lot of money to go see it in the theaters. Right. Um, so, I, I think it's it's. A, I mean, has that been ex- your experience that everybody's generally positive or generally helpful? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like the podcasting industry uh, really does. Uh, take care of each other, right? So far, it's still a family. And it's even though um, it's growing, like we're over uh, 1.4 million podcasts at this point. Um, And that has grown significantly this year. We just passed a million this year. But I think with COVID, uh, people have been home. (laughs) So they've had a chance to finally tackle some of the projects that they've wanted to do. But when even still, when you look at the number of active podcasts that actually are producing episodes every every week, it's still less than, I can't remember if it's 300 or 400,000. So it's less than a third yet, um, of podcasts. So it's not that many of us, right? Like there's a lot of writers, there's a lot of bloggers. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, really filmmakers, I think, but, um, there aren't that many of us who are making podcasts. And so it still feels a little bit like a family. I hope it stays that way. You could be right that it's because they're all free. Although I advocated this weekend for uh, Spotify to start paying podcasters. If they're going to pay musicians, they should pay podcasters. Yeah, they're not paying much to musicians. So. I know they're not. <laughs> I know. Hold your breath. And, uh, but that actually brings up an interesting question. Like, what, what do you think then is the future of Christian podcasting, um, specifically the Christian stuff? 
Yeah. Well, you know what I hope for us, and this is the thing that I would like to have happen and like to help um, create is I hope that we as Christians um, move beyond the sort of uh, sermon format for podcasting. I'm, I'm a big advocate for things like what you do, Chris, with truce, you're creating a show. Like this is, this is something that's entertaining and you're using skills that aren't just uh, Bible teaching, although you have certainly biblical principles, right? Same, same thing with you make, like you're, do, you're telling stories. And so you're getting people to, to share their deep personal experiences with the Lord and, and, and how that, how he worked in their lives. That's what I do on halfway there. So I'm hope that Christian podcasting moves uh, beyond uh, just sharing a sermon. I love that we do that. Basically the sermon is, or the podcast is the new tape ministry, right? It's just, that's the place where, um, where it goes. But I hope that we can use the medium creatively to reach people. Cause I think there's so much we can do with it. So Eric, it's been such a treat just hearing your heart and vision What's on the horizon for you? What's what's on your heart? Yeah, well, I am really excited about Christian Podcasters Association, um, which is why we started this whole podcast to feature people who are in uh, CPA. But um, I'm also excited about some of the things we have come we have going. So we have monthly memberships that people can uh, buy, and I, you hear me talk about that. Um, I love that we have a free option in the bronze. Um, there's some training there that if you're if you want to just take your podcast up a level, uh, you can do that by making those commitments and, uh, you know, finding the right technology and, uh, you know, streamlining your guest process. Those are all really important. Um, but we also have a silver level where we can help you promote your podcast and we have a gold level where you can spend time with, with all of us. Right. Um, and the masterminds that we have twice a month. And also we have, um, a whole video library to help you kind of up your game. Um, the, the other thing that we're going to do though, that I'm super excited about is next year I'm planning a series of conferences of online summits, Christian Ooh. podcast summits that, uh, yes. that we're going to do. And I'm so excited about that. I know that it's going to be, um, it's going to be a lot of work, but it is going to be so, so valuable to, um, talk about, you know, how can we actually master these certain topics? So I'll just give you an idea. The first one is going to be uh, called Social Media Toolkit. We're going to learn how to uh, take our podcast to the next level using social media, have a strategy. You're going to have something to take away um, at the end where you go, okay, now I know what to do. I'm going to do this every week. I'm going to do that, you know, whatever in the time period. And so we can just stop guessing, right? We can just go ahead and go, okay, I'm going to do this and commit to it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned and check CPA. If you're not already over part of CPA Facebook group, go ahead and join over there so you can stay tuned for all the dates on when all these cool things are happening. And there's a whole bunch of challenges coming up. Uh, so you've got the uh, National Podcasters Day coming up live stream. And um, we've also got uh, the Christmas episode exchange, which will yeah. be an opportunity for you to make a five-minute Christmas-themed episode, whatever you want to make. And then people can, anybody in the group can download them, string them together in whatever order they want. And it's a great way for you to also get 
content because Christmas is a difficult time for people to, to make their own shows. So why not have somebody make it for you? Uh, so be looking on the CPA uh, um, Facebook page for information about that. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. We're actually going to do, you mentioned that international podcast day. We're going to do an eight hour live stream, which is going to be amazing. So that'll be yeah. kind of fun. Fe- a lot feature, of stuff. Yeah. Feature all of our Christian podcasters. It'll be great. Yeah. So thank you so much, Eric, for, for doing this show and for being on your own show. Where can people find <laughs> Halfway There? Halfway There, well, you just search it in your podcast app. If you're already in your podcast app, just go there and search search Halfway There. You can search my name, Eric Nevins, and it will come up. Halfway is one word, by the way. I find people want to split that. Um, but Halfway There. And then uh, you can find, obviously, Christian Podcasters Association at christianpodcastersassociation.com. Awesome. And Meg, how can people find your podcast? Lettersfromhomepodcast.com and all the places. We're on Amazon now and all the places that podcasts live. That's awesome. And of course, you can find the Truce Podcast at trucepodcast.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks, everybody, for being here. God bless you. Have a good one. Okay, so I guess I'll I'll get it get it ripping here. Um <laughs>